Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, June the 4th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are going to dig into uh, a little post that uh, Jonathan Goodman had thrown out and just talking about how to stay young, be happy, and live long. And I'm kind of go down the rabbit hole of each of the points that he laid out, maybe add in a couple of things uh, that I feel would help you stay young and be happy and, uh, and live a a longer, more badass life. And obviously, as you guys listen and think about it, maybe there's a couple you'd like to throw in yourself. Feel free to uh, to message me back. I'm happy to, uh, to read those and dig in. And uh, again, Jonathan Goodman is he's a fitness person. Uh, he was a coach for a long time. Many, many years ago, he's done a handful of awesome things in the fitness space for young fitness professionals and trainers and coaches who are trying to improve their their fitness business. So if you are definitely a young, struggling uh, fitness pro or just a fitness pro in general who wants to you know, have a better business, uh, he's been a great resource for a lot of people. He started uh, the PTDC, uh, the Personal Training Development Center. Uh, the site itself is theptdc.com. Puts out a ton of good stuff. He's written a lot of books. Just you know, kind of gets life. And so I want to uh, give him full credit and a shout out here as I kind of dig into these as we dig into the episode today. But before I jump in here, reminder, you guys, our Sunday Advanced Metcon, uh, which is the most challenging online coaching program we have put out yet, is uh, kicking off here in eight days and about seven hours. So it is June. The fourth here, the program starts on the 14th, but we're going to close registration down on June the 12th, sometime in the later afternoon. So if you're interested, the link's in my Instagram bio right now. The site itself, uh, I believe, is jeremyscottfitness.com slash sunday-advance-metcon. And if you guys are interested and you want to get down with us, I can give you a podcast discount code to make your life a little bit easier and get you guys in there and rock, and you can do it from home. All you need is a set of dumbbells. A bench would probably be ideal as well, and uh, we can rip your face off in the in the most loving, uh, healthy way possible. I mean that. So if you're interested, you guys hit us up, Instagram DM, email, contact page on the site, however you can get in touch with us, and we'll get you that code, and we'll get you guys in there and rock and rolling. It will be, uh, it'll be tough for sure. It's the first time we've done a program like this, and so it's just as new for me as it is for all of you. And also a reminder, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You already know it's the one supplement I take every single day. I never miss. Athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott. We can give you guys a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order of greens. It is by far the best tasting greens on the planet. It's not even close. I'm happy to send you a free sample. I don't care what state, what country, Providence, wherever you're living. I'll get a sample to you. You can try it and then get hooked up with all the free stuff. I wouldn't talk about it so much if I didn't believe in it. I take it every day. It comes with me even when I travel, as now we're starting to get back into normal life. Uh, Heather and I will be taking a trip here in a couple of weeks. I'll be taking one solo uh, myself. I haven't seen my old man in about two years, which is fucking crazy. Uh, So I'll be getting on a flight, uh, going to see him, and you bet your ass, Athletic Greens will be coming with me. 
again, I never miss it. It's an easy way to cover the gaps in my nutrition, especially when I'm on the road and I can't eat all my normal things or I'm stuck somewhere or maybe I want to indulge in, you know, your little hometown favorites that are probably not really, you know, packed with micronutrients. So I'll bring the greens with me there. So if you guys are tired of taking 14 different pills, you're tired of not getting in all the things your body needs, hit me up and the site athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott for a year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs or message me for the free sample. Happy to help. So with that, we are talking about how to stay young, be happy, and live long. All things I think we can agree we want to do. Who doesn't want to stay young, right? And who doesn't want to be happy and who doesn't want to live a longer life, especially if you're enjoying the things that you're doing. So here's a quick list of things that are laid out here to how to help you do each of the following. And again, these are all going to be different for everybody's life. You know, some of them you guys can follow to a T. Some of them are just kind of like uh, suggestions. And then obviously you can chop them, slice them, and mix them into your own life and use them the way that you see fit so you can ultimately have this recipe for success in terms of how it fits you, your lifestyle, your goals, and what you want to do moving forward. Now, first thing on the list, really simple yet really important. In bed by 10, awake by 6. Go to sleep by 10 p.m., wake your ass up by 6 in the morning. And the quote that he shared was, in bed by 10, nothing good happens after 10. I think as a kid, or as I got older, it was like nothing good ever happens after midnight. And I believe that 10 o'clock is probably, uh, as I get older, it's probably just as true, if, if not more so. And the being awake by 6, you know, you get the most important task done before the rest of the world wakes up. It's, a, it's an unfair advantage. And I believe that to be true. Uh, I actually wake up before 4. Uh, that is a little bit uh, drastic, but I think most of you, if you can be up by six, uh, it holds just as much weight. And the reason, obviously, I'm going to wake my ass up that early is we do work with people here, uh, especially the days that I'm here uh, in the gym, in the facility with people. Uh, a lot of times we're here before five and people are ready here to, to rock and roll at five o'clock in the morning. Sometimes, again, they even beat me here. Their cars are parked here waiting for me because they're here at four 56 and I don't come to like 503 and they're like we're ready to go and uh that's dedication right there and I give those guys obviously all the credit in the world because I don't know if I would ever want to work out at five in the morning but respect to them and I will say this when you're up that early you know it's far less traffic uh you don't have to deal with a lot of crap of other people uh really nothing's holding you back it's just you and the world and there's something calming and super cool about it. I always remember being in uh, Las Vegas and being up, you know, grabbing a coffee. Uh, you will see the people in the casino, you know, smoking cigarettes, pounding beers, whether they're, they just got there and they're doing that or they never went to sleep. But when you get out on the strip, actually, which if you guys have ever been to Vegas and you're out on the strip, like during a normal part of the day, it's a shit show. It is a melting pot of life and people. Uh, you get to see all walks of life for sure. It definitely is. A, it's its own unique thing. But when you're on the strip at 6 o'clock in the morning, just walking around, or if you're going for a jog, it's very calm. It's sparse. with There's very few humans walking around. 
There's not a lot of traffic. There's not a lot of noise. There, there's something to be said about that. For me personally, uh, I like to keep my body on a rhythm. Uh, I naturally probably would stay up later and then get up later, but this is, you know, this is the life I chose and this is the bet I, I, uh, I made. So I guess I have to lie in it. Right. But I will say for me getting up extremely early every single day, even on the days I don't have to, I do get so many things done. And I've shared this before. A lot of you listening are much smarter than me. You're way more talented than I am. Uh, you have a higher IQ than I do. I can, I can almost assure you that I'm a knucklehead, but the one thing I do have is a, is a work ethic. And I figured out a long time ago in life, there's a lot of things that IQ wise, I probably don't get emotional intelligence. Yes. And how I see the world, I think is, is very conducive to, to being happy and healthy and being successful. But there's a lot of things that, that I struggle to understand and put together that a normal, I guess, human would, would do rather quickly. So I figured if I get my ass up by, you know, before four in the morning and a normal person doesn't wake up till eight, I have four hours every single day that I'm awake that they're not. And I can cover the gaps in anything I need to. And I can, you know, I guess success hack my way to success because I am awake and there's no distractions and there's nothing going on. So if, if the guy who is competing with me in business is still sleeping for four hours and I'm up, well, what chance does he have? Because over time, I'm just going to keep chopping and chopping down and I'm going to win. So there is something to be said by going to bed early uh, and getting up early. I, I do think most of you will look younger, feel younger, and be happier, be better recovered if you can do that routinely. Second one, which is not going to be popular for most people, use alcohol sparingly, don't smoke, don't do drugs. That's eh, a loose term here. And obviously, you know, I'm not against these things if you can control them. And I think the, the weaker your mind is, the less you should use these things. And I'm going to dig down on that in a second here. But if you can keep booze, you know, to... Uh, special occasions and, and, you know, have a beer and a cocktail, uh, when you enjoy it, but, but try to have, you know, maybe only one, if you're really going to go buck wild, you know, if it's two or something. And again, I'm not telling you guys how to live your life, but I, I haven't seen anything really good come from people who drink excessively every day. Uh, I've been around alcoholics. I, I've seen, uh, alcoholics my entire life. It's not a good look. Uh, it just doesn't do anybody any good to, to overconsume alcohol for long periods of time. And obviously the, you know, don't smoke or do drugs, you know, it, it's, it's best not to poison yourself, right? Now, what we consider drugs and, and what's natural and what's not natural, obviously, I'm a fan of Athletic Greens. I'm a fan of, you know, Beam CBD. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not telling people, you know, what you should or shouldn't do, but I'm a fan of the natural things. So like marijuana, for example, uh, you know, I know a lot of people who use it highly responsibly. Uh, they're not smoking typically. They might do edibles before they go to sleep. They find that they have, you know, better quality sleep. They may, they might do like a CBD blend and a THC blend, but they're doing it before they go to bed. They're not waking up, you know, smoking a blunt and then like, you know, driving a, a school bus full of kids. They're not doing some stupid shit, but they might go home, pop an edible and watch a movie before they go to sleep and they're fine. 
again, I'm not telling you guys what to do. I think there's certain things you can do in certain contexts that are just going to be just fine for your life. And in fact, I do think some of these natural therapeutics can help you be younger and happier and probably even live longer. And my take, and this is just me, you know, shooting from the hip here. I'm not a medical professional. I'm just a gorilla in a warehouse. But I have a lot of friends who have been, you know, using THC, using weed, marijuana for long periods of time. And they have very important jobs. They make very important decisions and they're just fine. I've never seen those guys, you know, have to go to a 12-step program for that. And I do think you can do that responsibly. Um, I think it's going to be fine for your life. Just like alcohol, there's people who can have a glass of wine every single night and they're fine doing that. And again, they're, they're doing a legit, you know, pour. They're not, you know, saying it's a glass of wine, but it's three glasses of wine. The takeaway from all this is, is know your personality type and know who you are. But for most people, use alcohol sparingly, you know, don't smoke cigarettes, uh, don't do a ton of drugs, especially the, the hardcore prescription ones. And I think you'll have a, a pretty legit life. And when I say these things should be left to people who have strong minds, when I was younger in my life, there's no way I could have had just like a beer or two. It, it just was, it's all or nothing. And that's, for the most part, my personality type. It's the same thing. Like if I was going to smoke weed uh, as a kid, I wasn't going to take one hit. I was going to smoke an entire bee right to my head, do shotguns in the nose, you know, you're hot boxing your friend's Suburban, and you're not even cracking the window for a second, and you're so high, you can barely, you know, see straight. Like, that's how I used to be, and that's kind of how I used to do everything, because I had a very weak mind, and the older I get, I'm starting to realize that. Now, as I'm older, I have, you know, basically trained my brain, uh, or maybe I've just made enough mistakes to where uh, I'm done fucking up, you know, at least in that regard, where now if if we go to dinner at a restaurant like Heather and I, um, I can have a beer and it's no big deal. I have zero interest um, in getting completely fucked up. It it does not attract me anymore. When I was younger, that's all I used to want to do is just go from, you know, feeling normal to being just obliterated and just blasted and being in that just under the influence heavy buzz state all the time. And now I have no interest in it because one, I don't recover as fast Two, I don't want to feel like shit. And that's physical. That's the number one thing is, is I do not want to feel bad. Not that night, not during, and especially not the next day. So don't recover as quick. I don't want to feel like garbage. And maybe even above that, I don't want to give away another day. I don't want to give away the next day. I have too many things I want to accomplish. I have too many things I want to do. I'm just not willing to give up the next day for that initial feeling of like catching a buzz or being, you know, kind of fucked up, if you will. And I think that's a takeaway for a lot of you guys. Just use these things sparingly, make them important. If you do that, you'll feel younger, you'll recover faster, and I think you'll be happier and you'll probably live longer, you know, than you would if you were to abuse drugs and alcohol. And that you know, goes without saying, but it's super easy to wander into the habits of just drinking, you know, three, four glasses of wine every single night. And a lot of people kind of get into that routine and that rhythm. And, you know, it's just how you can, you wander into uh, racking up credit card debt, you can wander into, uh, you know, getting a ton of weight, you can wander into, you know, uh, bad drinking and, uh, 
and drug habits. It's really, it's really simple to do. And I've seen a lot of people do it. That's why I say if you have a real strong mind, and you can train yourself and you have a certain level of self control when it comes to these things, then obviously, you know, you know what you can handle. But if you know, if you're an all or nothing person, and you know, once you start, it's an avalanche of bad decisions. I wouldn't even dip my toe in the water. That's how I feel. You know, that's how I felt about peanut butter for a long time. I could not have peanut butter jars in our house for so long, because it's like, man, if I have you know, one tablespoon, it's going to be nine tablespoons. And now again, as I've been training my brain and taking many years, probably over a decade of fucking up and failing, now I can actually buy a jar of peanut butter and have it in my house. And that doesn't sound like a lot to you guys listening, but it's a big step. And if you are like addicted to peanut butter as much as I am or almond butter, the, the good ones for sure, like the Justin's almond butter, the stuff is like, it's like cocaine. Uh, same thing with like the legit peanut butters. If you know how big of a step that is, then that's how you know you're, you're kind of making these progressions when you can have these things in the house. When before, we could never have anything in the house. And now at this point, I'm, I'm getting a, a level of self-control at 37 fucking years old. I'm finally there. And uh, I will say this. This, is, this year of my life, and maybe it was the pandemic or the COVID shit or the fact that I just realized that I'm getting older uh, and I feel it, you know, maybe for the first time where... I have to do mobility a little bit more. I have to foam roll a little bit more. I have to really be mindful of my sleep and because I just don't want to feel like shit. And this is the best I've ever eaten in my entire life. And for health reasons, for number one, because I want to feel good. I want to have energy. I want my body to heal. Uh, I want to be productive. I don't want to, you know, look like I'm 77 when I'm 37. Shit like that, where you really, you know, for a long time, I've done it for the internal benefits, but maybe this year more so than ever, I really care. And I'm really mindful of what goes into my body and when it goes in there and just how I'm feeling and, and how I'm looking and everything that's going on. I just have a certain level of, of body awareness that maybe I've never had before. And maybe it's taken me this long to, to get there, but I feel confident that I can do certain things now in moderation. I'm not going to overeat and over drink, but it's taken me, you know, probably half my life to get here. And uh, so anybody out there who's an overeater or has an addictive personality, uh, you know, maybe that's can be a progression for you too. And so it's kind of nice uh, that I'm here now. Next on the list, appreciate that you are much less important than you think. This, my friends, is freeing. Really appreciating that you are much less important than you think um, it's like getting unplugged from the matrix, right? Like you, you now can see, you know, what the reality is and, uh, never forget that you as a walking, talking collection of carbon and nitrogen, you're just a person. You're going to die. That's none of us is getting out of here alive. So the advice is you might as well just enjoy yourself while you're here doing the things that you want to do with the people you want to do them with. And I've talked about this with people a lot. Uh, when we did a podcast uh, the other day about uh, stop caring what people think, if you're somebody who struggles with comparison, I would urge you highly to go listen to that podcast and share it with a friend or family member who struggles with, with a comparison game and, uh, and keeping up with the Joneses and always wanting to be the best and wanting everything to be perfect. Cause I think it can kind of unfuck your brain 
if you listen to it. And the example I always give is Prince, you know, because Prince died and we cared for a day. And then some people still don't even know he's dead. Yeah, newsflash, sorry. Spoiler alert. If you didn't know Prince is dead, Prince is no longer with us. But we cared for a day. And um, we walk around every day thinking the whole world is thinking about us. And the whole world is not thinking about you. You are much less important than you think you are every single day. And I don't mean that, you know, to make you feel like shit or feel insignificant, but it doesn't matter. Most people don't know who the fuck you are and they don't care what you're doing. They're too busy, absorbed and wrapped up in their own life to even think of you as an afterthought. And if they are, that's a problem on them. It has nothing to do with you. It's like when you get a zit on your face, you're like, oh, everybody's going to notice. Nobody gives a shit. I promise you that. And guess what? If they do, oh, wow, you have a zit. I've had a hundred zits. Shit. Let's move on with our day. We don't have the bandwidth as people to really sit and dwell on what other people are doing. And I love my wife. She's an amazing person. She's come a long way. Uh, she has struggled with the perfectionist shit and the comparison stuff, you know, way worse than I ever had. You know, me at the height of my comparing myself at like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, she has had it 10 times worse than that. And I have the conversation with her all the time. I'm like, Heather, nobody cares. Nobody cares what you're doing. The people who care, they do. So if it's, if it's the audience here that's listening or the people watching the videos or the people who like us and subscribe to us and like, and are friends of ours, sure, they care, but they care in a way they want us to be successful. They want us to succeed. They want us to be happy. They don't give a shit, you know, like what your hairstyle is. They don't care what kind of car you drive. They don't care what kind of clothes you wear. They just care if you're a fun person who makes them feel good. That's it. You know, I use all these examples consistently. And I remember the other day I was in here, what was it? Heather's oldest sister was here and we went out to dinner um, last Sunday and then Monday was uh, Memorial Day, right? Yeah. So we went to dinner last Sunday, and we took like a photo, like we always do. We, a lot of times we're busy here, and we, we've had so many guests. And we have people come visit us all the time, and it's, we're super blessed. And one of our go-tos is this place called Rita's Kitchen, which is amazing, in, uh, in Scottsdale here. At, uh, actually, at the JW Camelback Inn. First of all, Scottsdale sucks. Don't move here. Don't come here. And Camelback Inn is terrible, and Rita's is terrible. <sighs> But we do take people there um, because it's so awesome. And uh, we took you know, Hannah there when we when she was in town. We took Heather's oldest sister and we take a photo. And they post the photo on Instagram. And two of the people here, they come in. They're like, oh, my God, Jeremy, when did you, when did you grow a beard? And I'm like, what do you guys mean? And I see these people five days a week, mind you. And, uh, yeah, they're like, I showed... Uh, my husband, the photo, and he was like, who is that? And he's like, it's Jeremy. He's like, he doesn't have a beard. And these people just saw me on Friday. And they've seen me every day, five days a week for the last probably month and a half since I have not shaved my face. I've just been lazy. Eventually, I'm going to shave it. But fuck it. I'm on this, you know, Rip Wheeler, you know, uh, Yellowstone kick right now. And I'm just like, eh, I'll just let it grow because I'm lazy as hell. The point I'm driving at is I see these people five days a week. And over the last six or seven weeks, they don't even notice that I have literally a full dark ass black beard on my face. Yet, 
we're walking around thinking that like we are so important and everybody notices everything that we do and say and what we're wearing. It's not true. If someone who sees me five days a week doesn't even notice I've grown a full dark ass black beard on my face, what do you think the person is thinking when you walk by them in the grocery store? Nothing. They don't even notice you. When you're pumping gas and someone glances at you, do you think they, they care what you're doing? They don't. When you start to understand that we are all so wrapped up in our own lives, we have very little time to worry about others, it is a real freeing feeling that you can do and say whatever the hell you want to do, whenever you want to do it. It's cool. It's um, I, I could give a million more examples. I don't want to get lost in this topic, but I do harp on this a lot just because... <sighs> People are so afraid to take chances, get a, make a podcast, create a video, write a book, write a blog, say something, post something, share something for this fear of judgment. And I promise you guys, you're not as important um, as you think you are. There's, you know, NFL players I could name. There's NBA players I could name. There is musical artists and even actors I could name to my wife. And she would like, I don't know who that is. Now, these are people who are the best in their field, and my wife has no clue who they are. And the example I give to people all the time is, I've been to, you know how many country music concerts I've been to? Like, I've been to, and first of all, for the record, I do not like country music. I don't enjoy it. It's not my thing. I appreciate them being talented. They're great artists. They're amazing. It's just not my, it's just not my jam. I don't vibe with it, right? But my wife has, has dragged me to Tim McGraw twice, I think, Kenny Chesney twice, uh, Jason L. Dean, uh, Chris Stapleton, and some others, right? Now, Jason L. Dean could be my next or fucking neighbor, and I wouldn't know who he is. Um, literally. Jason L. Dean could walk in the, this building right now and say, hey, I want to work out for the week, and I'd be like, cool, sign this liability form. What's your name? And then maybe then I read it, I'd be like, oh, shit, that's you. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know anything about him. Like, so if he's walking around thinking like everybody knows who I am, we don't, dude. None of us do. None of us are that important. Short of you being Michael Jordan or, or Tiger Woods or something. The rest of us, we are less important than we think. And that is, should be a very freeing feeling that you can go places and do and say things. And people are not literally thinking about you 24-7, 365. So if you're still playing that game, let that shit go, you guys. It will. I promise you, you'll be so much happier. And you'll probably live so much longer because you're not having to worry about this nonsense anymore. Next on the list, allow yourself to love deeply. Pretty simple. Uh, it's not rocket science. But, you know, if you're lucky enough in this life to, uh, to find people who really care about you and you really care about them, you know, just be an open book, you know, across the board. You know, as much as uh, as much as possible, just let things go in, dude. Um, you know, I say this a lot. I know it's tough for people who have been in love before, maybe been married before, uh, you've been divorced. That pain cuts deep, dude. I get it, man. Um, we've all been heartbroken. I think we all feel it at some point in life. And uh, after that happens, a lot of times, and this is I'm speaking personally here. You know, I've been in love before. Uh, you know prior to, uh, to meeting my wife and, um, that shit cuts deep, dude, especially like when you're younger, um, maybe it even gets worse as you get older. I don't know. But when you're in this like emotional, 
uh, state and you're in these transition periods of life, maybe it's high school or college or just post-college or you're in your career and you meet somebody and it's like you think it's perfect and then it's just like, you know, whether it's, you know, that the timing wasn't right or, or you guys grew up, you know, a, a little bit differently and you grew apart as that kind of happened, whatever it may be. Once that happens and you let somebody in and they just, whether they, maybe they, they stab you in the back or they change or they cheat on you or whatever the fuck happens, we build up these walls after that to protect us, you know, and we don't want to let people that close anymore. We become guarded. We, you know, we're not as open to uh, feeling love and being loved and giving it back to other people. And uh, I know it, it hardens you, right? I think that happens sometimes as we become older. Life can harden you uh, if you let it, especially if you if you take a couple losses along the way. I think that's when you meet, uh, you know, you meet some and I, women too. But when you meet men who are older, um, they're they're way harder at like age, you know, forty seven than they were at, at twenty seven. And maybe that's you know they they built up these walls to protect them. But what we don't realize is the walls we build up to protect us they also imprison us. So those walls you built up to protect you from getting hurt and feeling loss, um, they also imprison you from feeling those same amazing things again. So if you're listening to me out there and you've had a couple bad runs and, you know, maybe people have done you dirty and, and things didn't go your way, just be, just be open, man, uh, and love things as deeply as you can. And that doesn't just, just mean a man or a woman. Obviously, if, if you got kids, I'm sure that, that goes without saying. But even like a dog, dude. Like, I love my fucking dog more than I love most people. And I don't know if that makes me a weirdo for saying it, but, like, I love that dog like a person because it's been next to me, like, damn near every day for almost 12 years. It's insane. And I never had a pet before. But I love that thing like a person. And I'm sure the day my dog dies, I will be a fucking train wreck. And I will not want to talk about it. I will not post it on the podcast. I will not put it on Instagram. I just want to have people just pretend like it never happened. Don't mention it to me because I don't want to have like a full, you know, bawling cry session here at work. It's just not what I'm into. The point is, is that, you know, I love that thing openly and freely. And I I would never trade it for the world, even though as painful as it is when that dog is gone, probably the same way you feel like when you lose a parent or you lose like, you know, your spouse that you've been with for like 40 years. Uh, it's got to be tough, man. And as, as rough as it is on, on that side of the pain, you know, you, you wouldn't give it back, you know, because you've, you've gotten to like have this emotional connection with these people and these things for, for so long. And so the key is just allow yourself to love deeply. Because if you do, man, I feel like that's really, you know, what life is all about. It gives you a purpose. It gives you some meaning. And it's just, it's what we're here for. I really believe that. Next on the list. Avoid commuting to work. Move close to where you work or quit your job and get one close to your home. Time commuting is a waste. Uh, I've always said this and I've always believed in this. I probably have a about 15 minute drive here to work every morning uh, at the crack of dawn or before dawn even. And I'm okay with that. I could probably do... 20 to 25 minutes is probably the max I'd be willing to do um, to come here. I, I would move a little bit further away from here, maybe 30 minutes, if I could get like a couple legit acres of earth and uh, have no neighbors and people messing with me. I could do 30 minutes for that. But short of that, I don't want to drive any further. I remember 
uh, again, first, when I do drive um, here in the morning, I don't mind the 15 minutes because it's my time to just kind of have everything be silent. There's no music. There's no podcast. There's nothing. It's just me thinking about today, breaking it down, or just being mindful of my life and where I'm at and having a moment of gratitude. I do that a lot, honestly, on the way to work. And then on the way home, mostly just podcast. And uh, so it's, it's an easy way for me to consume information or listen to audio books. I typically do that on the drive home. So again, 15 to, to 30 minutes for me seems to be fine. Now, I remember years ago being in, uh, where was I? We were in Canton, uh, Massachusetts, so Boston, basically, with uh, my Reebok peeps. And uh, I remember talking to one of the girls who was helping our stuff together. And I were just shooting the shit. And I'll ask questions of people where they live just because I'm curious. Like, how, do you, how do you like working here? How do you like living, you know, in the Boston area? And she's like, well, my commute is about two hours. I'm like, there and back. It's, it just, uh, it's about an hour and a half to work and maybe a little bit more than two hours on the way home. And I literally had never met somebody that had a commute that terrible. And I sat there for a second and, you know, the way that I obviously talk and speak to you guys, I go, let me get this straight. You sit in your car for an hour and a half on the way to work? She goes, yeah, usually there's not much traffic because I come early. But when I go home, sometimes it's, it can be over two hours because the traffic slows things down. So I'm like, you're sitting in a car for three to four hours every single day. She goes, yep. I go, and then obviously you're working here a full day. I'm like, so in the average week, you basically are like wasting an entire day of your life. Like you're wasting an entire day. Like just commuting to work. Like think about that for a second. When you extrapolate that out, like you're wasting 16, 17 hours a week just on drive time. Now, even as, as much as you can consume audiobooks and, and learn things, that seems like a ridiculous amount of time to be sitting in a car just wasting away. Now, I don't have an answer for everybody. I understand cost of living in places is insane. Even if you're here now and you you live in Scottsdale, or you excuse me, you work in Scottsdale, but you can't afford to live here anymore, I understand that because financially shit has become bananas. The same way if you're in like you know downtown Seattle, or I'm sure Miami, Los Angeles, Chicago, you can go down the list of all the major cities, Boston as well. I wouldn't do it though. I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. If you guys are cool with it, awesome. But I do think that stop and go traffic, being stuck. Um, just puts you in a shitty mood, man. Puts you in a high stress state. It's just not good for your your long term health. And not on top of that, you're sitting in a shitty position for long periods of time, and there's really nothing you can do but just sit there and just stop, go, stop, go, and then swear, change lanes, get pissed, all the other things that come with just horrible, horrible traffic. So if you can avoid long commutes to work, I just think that's the quickest way to be pissed off hate your job, hate your life, be pissed at your family and 19 other things that come with it. I just don't, I can't do it, man. Anytime Heather and I go somewhere, even if it's like we're going to go like Northern Arizona and we're going like up to 17 to like 89A or something, I try to never go um, weekends. We try never to go popular times. I just can't do it. I'm like, hey, we'll go on like a Wednesday, you know, early afternoon or we'll come back like super early on a Sunday morning. I'm not going to do the the rush hour stuff and I'm not going to go with the holiday, 
you know, or weekend uh, commuters. I just don't want to be involved in it. I just don't, it's not relaxing. And I just absolutely hate it. And it really just, it kills the experience. I think that's what happens to most people when they do terrible commutes to work. Next on the list, live where there is sun year round. It keeps you healthy. It keeps you active and vibrant. And in my opinion, it's worth making less money if you can be in the sun all the time. And I'm not saying like go out and like, you know, lay by your pool and be, you know, a leather bag tan 24-7, 365 because I'm, you know, probably the, one of the palest dudes in Scottsdale unless I have a spray tan on. But I do think it makes a difference. I've gotten a lot of messages over the years. People will say things like, hey, Jeremy, I live in Wisconsin and it's wintertime and it's dark and it's cold and I'm not super motivated. What do you suggest I do to, uh, you know, stay inspired and stay on track? And I usually reply with move. And they'll, you know, send back like a crying face like, ah, that's so funny. But really, what do you suggest? I'm like, no, no, I suggest moving. I once lived in a place where... It's not sunny all the time, and it gets cold as hell, and it gets snow, and it gets windy, and it gets, you know, kind of that gloomy, just shitty weather that I am not a fan of, and so I moved here, and my wife is from Washington State, where it's even grayer, and even cloudier, and way wetter, and way rainier than where I grew up. Where I grew up, at least, I, I do think it's probably maybe a little bit sunnier. I do have to fact check that. But I feel like we got sun sometimes, but it'd be like negative six degrees and sunny. So what the hell does it do? At least the sun does help. But there'd be a lot of times where there's no sun for like weeks in a row. And it's just cold as shit. And it's very demotivating. It is very uninspiring. I've said this many times before. I'm not motivated today to work out. It's about 2.30 on a Friday, and I'm tired, and I just want to go home and, you know, eat cinnamon rolls and pizza and drink beers and lay in the pool. But that's not a recipe for success, and that's not going to make me move or feel any younger or or, or look any better. But uh, it is sunny out for sure, and what's going to happen is after I get this podcast, I'm going to pop that back garage door. Still have the AC going in here and uh, just the sunshine coming in and, you know, putting on my favorite rap music and I'm going to have a great workout. I certainly am. Just by it being sunny outside, even though I'm not going to go lay in the sun, it just puts you in a better mood. It really does. It makes you want to be more active. It just makes you want to get up and do things. Every day I wake up, you know, I feed my dog, we give her some treats, let her out. And now this time of year, it's so bright, so early it's just motivating. It really is. It's much easier for me to get ready and drive to work at, you know, four, you know, 45 in the morning when there's already some sunlight out as opposed to if it's the winter time and it's completely dark. Uh, it's not as motivating. It's not as inspiring. It's definitely not, uh, it's not as easy to do. So anybody out there who's living in a place where it's cold and dark and cloudy all the time, my advice Move somewhere where it's sunny. Not Scottsdale. Um, it's full here. There's no more space for you. Maybe like uh, maybe California. You could go there. Uh, Florida, I hear, is great. But uh, don't move to Arizona. Definitely, we are full here. But somewhere where it's sunny, I, I definitely do think it'll make your life a whole hell of a lot better. I think you'll be more motivated. You'll be more inspired. 
and you definitely will be more active than you've probably ever been before, especially if you're living in a cold, darker, cloudy state. Next on the list, sweat every day. Just move your body. Doesn't matter how you guys do it, just move. I don't care if it's you love bodybuilding, uh, you love doing, you know, face melting Metcons, you love Zumba, you're into CrossFit, you like to run or bike or do cannonballs in your pool. Doesn't matter, just move around. Move your body through space. Obviously, if you have specific goals, you might have to do specific things for that. But I'm just a fan of movement in general. Most people don't move nearly enough. If you want to put a, a watch on to see where your steps are at, that's cool. But you should you should move every day. You should sweat a little bit every day. There's no reason why you can't do a couple push-ups and bodyweight squats and lunges every day of your life. There's no reason why you can't do mobility every day. There really isn't. If you like playing golf, play golf. If you like to play basketball, play basketball. You want to go kick a soccer ball, do that. You want to chase your kids around, I'm a fan of that too. But just move your body. It is a gift you can. If you can sweat every single day and push yourself just a little bit, I think it will make your life a whole hell of a lot better. Next one on the list, read books and watch TV and consume content with purpose. I'm a fan of books. Uh, I read like a three-year-old, so I do a lot of audio books, but I think that's just as good in our reality. It doesn't matter. As long as you're consuming things that put you in the right frame of mind, they lift you up, they intrigue you, they help you critically think. Maybe you, you read them or you listen to them as some kind of terms of escapism. Uh, I'm a fan of you. And if you just want to watch sports and, and you and you like that and you enjoy that, I'm a fan of it. Now, if you're watching so much TV, it's holding you back. Obviously, you know, you have to make a change. But most of the time when we're reading books or listening to audio books or watching, you know, you know, purposeful TV, it helps educate us. It helps inspire us. It helps motivate us. It, it puts us in a position to be successful. If you find yourself watching things and reading things that make you feel like shit and make you sad and are unmotivating to you and you find yourself just mindlessly doing it, you have to stop doing that. And that's why, you know, the phrasing of it, only watch TV purposefully, do the things you truly enjoy. Do the things that make you laugh, that, you know, really draw you in. Don't just do mindless nonsense. If you're doing that, I would turn that shit off and pop in an audiobook or listen to a podcast that helps you or, you know, actually read a book that's going to detach you from the technology. Maybe you sit outside with your favorite book or you head to a coffee shop or you have a, a quiet spot in your house where you just like to sit down with a book and just educate yourself or get lost in some really good fiction, whatever it may be. I just think feeding your brain those types of things that really lift you up and put you in a good headspace, you, you can't do enough of it. I've shared this before. I do about 100 books a year on Audible. It helps me. Uh, I find myself, you know, in a good headspace. I learn a lot. I critically think a lot. I'll get ideas for uh, different programs and different things we do. I just, I can't say enough about really consuming the right things, what it can do for your brain. And listening to other people who are inspiring, who are motivated, who have done things that you want to do, or they're living a life that, you know, you like to live. And I'm not talking about comparison. I'm just talking about people who are living a life of intention, who are living a life uh, of mindfulness, that are succeeding and are happy. And you want to kind of mirror that and 
by listening to them and reading what they say and what they do, you can kind of stand on the shoulders of giants and you can get there a lot quicker. So again, read books and watch TV and consume content purposely that puts you in a good headspace, that brings you closer to your goals and doesn't pull you further away. Next on the list, never lie. Not even the white lies. The greatest disrespect to another human being is being dishonest and just being a full of shit person. So I urge you guys to just tell the truth, even if it's painful and even if uh, maybe people don't want to hear it. If you can be honest with people, even though it's tough up front sometimes, I do think they're going to appreciate you more for it. And if you live a life, you know, truthfully, uh, it's just an easier path. It really is. Next on the list, value experiences over things. I'm a fan of this across the board. Uh, I think that's what life is, is is a collection of experiences. It's a collection of memories. It's you seeking out adventures and being present in the moment and enjoying things by yourself also with your husband or your wife or your kids and your friends and your family. That's what we think about. That's what life is. It's just us having experiences over and over and over again. When I look, as I film this podcast here in the office, my pop, my pop, my front door is, uh, is popped open. And I look across here with this giant picture wall that's up. And sometimes I'll just sit here at least for the ones I can see, or I'll, I'll stand out in the lobby for a second before I go and just look at this collection of memories, which is basically just experiences that I've had with so many people, you know, things I can see a photo right now of myself, like on the Amalfi coast, uh, where my wife and I spent the day, uh, just hanging out. And I can see another photo where we're hiking, uh, in Hawaii, I believe that photo is. And then there's a picture of me and my homies at the Nopturney. Then there's another picture of like me and Greg Plitt right here. And then I can see one of me and BJ Gador. And there's another one of me and my best friend hanging out at Maynard's in Minnetonka. Like there's so many cool things that I can see just in these couple snapshots alone. And it's pretty badass. It just reminds me like that's what I really value. I don't have pictures up of my house in here. I don't have pictures up in here of my car. And I'm not against those things. And I'm not saying don't spend money on them. You you want to have a nice you know, clean, safe place to live and you want to drive a nice, clean vehicle, that's fine. But that's not what I think life is about. I value the experiences with my friends and my family and the people that I want to spend time with over just things. That's why I have lived the life that I've lived. That's why I'm the person that I am. It's why I own the things I own and that's why I've taken the trips I've taken. I value that more than anything. And that's how, you know, Heather and I have lived our lives, you know, over the past, you know, decade plus together. And I'm assuming that's the same way we're going to live it moving forward. We're going to spend our money on the things that we value the most. And for us, it's always going to be experiences with ourselves and, you know, obviously with each other and with the people that are closest to us. And I think if you set out to live a life that way, you're going to have way more happiness And I think you're going to live a lot longer because it gives you something to always be thinking about. And it's just a collection of life. I think that's what Instagram is, right? Instagram is a, uh, if you use it for business, obviously it's a little bit different. But if you just use it as your personal 
uh, scrapbook. It's a digital scrapbook of all you know the places you've went, the people you've met, uh, the workouts you did, the food that you ate, all the things you've done are your experiences. And that's what I think life is. It's just a collection of experiences which we turn into memories. And I do think those are the things that matter the most to damn near all of us. And the last one, real quick before I let you go, don't watch the news he put on here. And I'm going to read his take real quick and then I'll give my two cents. Don't watch the news. See and look and seek out challenging viewpoints. Stay informed, but just not with the news, which has become sensationalistic garbage. And I could not have said that better myself. Seek out smart people who you disagree with and learn why they think what they think. You may be surprised and you'll definitely learn something. I'll repeat that one more time for everybody who's listening. Seek out challenging point of views. Stay informed. Educate yourself, but not just with the news because the news has become sensationalistic garbage. Seek out smart people who agree with you and disagree with you. You'll be surprised um, why they think the things they think, what's shaped their ideas, what's molded them, and you're definitely going to learn something. I hang out with a lot of people who have different views than me on a lot of things, whether it be finances, whether it be nutrition, it could be fitness, it could be politics, it could be marriage, you name it. Uh, But I'm always willing to listen. And in fact, I am always listening. I'm not just waiting you know, for my turn to talk, because oftentimes I don't got a lot to say unless someone really wants me to chime in, but I only speak about the things that I know about. And again, I'm not a fan of the news. I think the news is fucking terrible, if you want my honest opinion, and I never watch it. I don't know almost anything that goes on. But I do talk with a lot of people here who I think are smart, educated, so I'll listen to them. And then if there's something that somebody shares with me, whether it's an article or a story, I'm happy to chime in. Again, I'm educated and I'm informed on the things that I need to be educated and informed on and the things that affect my life and that are going to affect my business and my happiness and my family and the the things that matter most to me. But I'm not going to sit and tune in to Fox or to CNN or whatever it is and sit and listen to, you know, two different viewpoints sharing, you know, the same story but they can be telling it in two different ways. And there's certain things that these guys want to censor and certain things that these guys want to censor, but then they want to highlight this and not highlight that. And they want to paint this picture red and this picture blue. And at the end of the day, like, what is it going to do? Like, I'm not going to sit and watch panic porn and fear porn to make me feel like I should be scared and, and sick and that these people are the worst ever or these people are the best ever and this person's going to fucking save me and this person isn't going to save me. I don't get involved in any of that shit because it doesn't affect me. It really doesn't. Again, I'm not, this is not a political podcast. I don't talk about politics because I'm a fucking fitness dude and I don't really give a shit about that stuff. I really don't, you know, I'm going to educate myself on the stuff that locally affects me because that's it. But at the end of the day, you know, who's ever in the White House, who's ever, you know, running the state or running your local, you know, community, those things, they do affect you on some level, but it's always going to matter more about what happens at your house than what happens at the White House or the governor's office or somewhere else. That's the truth. 
And I do think you have to educate yourself on the things that matter to you. And you can be mindful of who's in office. And obviously, if you're going to be out voting and making decisions, educate yourself as much as humanly possible. But that doesn't come from watching the news. It really doesn't. I can promise you some of you guys got some really smart friends and some smart family members, and you can consult with them on certain things. But there's a lot of outlets other than just the major networks where you can get amazing educational information from. And that's all I'm saying there. And people, I say that, like, don't watch the news. Like, how can you say that? That's so irresponsible. I'm like, really? Because if you would say that, you're under the assumption that the news has your best interest in heart and that they're just reporting things, you know, that are not opinion-based. And they're just reporting things as they come in and there's no agenda. And I hate to say this, but I don't believe that a lot of these news stations don't have a hidden agenda. Because they're they're getting funded. They're trying to make money. They need clicks. They need sponsors. And the more clicks and the more sponsors they get, the more money they get. And the more that they see that come in, they're going to pander to those things. They're going to make people be fearful like they did for an entire fucking year and a half. Like just to, to try to program you. That's why it's called programming. They're trying to program you to, to feel a certain way, to move a certain way, to vote a certain way, to do certain things. And I'm just not a fan of that. I don't like the you know, sensationalized version of everything, I think it's horseshit. And I just don't think it's the best way for you to become educated. So the takeaway is just seek out really smart people. Those that, that believe what you believe and those that actually believe the opposite of what you believe and have a conversation with them. Talk with them, digging with them. That's how we solve most problems, I, I believe, in the world is that we talk to each other. We communicate with each other. We're open ears, open minds, open hearts when we have, you know, these dialogues about stuff and not just like, well, this is my belief. I'm solidified in this and I'm never going to change. And we're not going to get anywhere doing that bullshit. You literally just have to talk to humans and you have to interact with them. It's not picking sides. It's not choosing fucking camps. It's not always being, you know, negative and aggressive and just looking to, you know, prove your point or trying to, you know, convert this person over to your side or that side, because that's never going to happen. We don't do that. Just be open-minded, talk, think, speak, educate yourself, be informed. And I think that'll help you live a little bit longer and live a little bit happier. And hopefully if you're exercising and eating right, you can, you know, stay a little bit younger, hopefully. So that's just a quick rundown. Uh, again, all things you guys probably know and things that most of us all agree upon. If I was to add anything to this, you know, it'd just be, Eat real food if you can. You know, be real mindful of what you eat, real proteins, real carbohydrates, real fats, and make them kind of fit, you know, in your lifestyle with your goals. And just be really aware of uh, how food makes you feel when you put it in your body. If it's making you feel shitty, I would stop eating it. If there's certain things you're doing that are not you know, putting you in a position to be successful, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I would eradicate those things from your life. But short of that, man, just spend time with, with friends and family and do shit you love with people you enjoy because your life's too short not to. And that's why I say it all the time. I really do believe that. And if you can do that, you'll stay young, you'll stay happy, and you're probably going to live longer because you're going to have a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning. And if I threw anything else in here, if, you, if you're working a job that you hate and you think sucks, I'm not telling you to quit. I don't know your financial situation, but I would urge you to do something that you that you enjoy or at least 
you know, you can tolerate better. That brings you a little bit more happiness because your life is too short to wake up every day doing some shit that you do not like. And driving somewhere to a place that you dread, just counting the hours until you can leave and go home and wash, rinse, repeat, and do it again. And then praying for the weekend, wishing away five-sevenths of your life. That's a fucking crazy way to live. Please do not do that. So if you can put all these things together and eat real food and not do a job you hate every day, I think life's going to be okay. And again, surround yourself with, with awesome people that love and respect you and that you love and respect and that you want to hang out with and you look forward to being around. Life is simple um, if you keep it simple. And if you focus on the smallest things, that'll bring you the biggest happiness. By focusing on just the smallest things every day that we take for granted, that's how you're going to have the most happiness. It's not, you know, the the shit that people want to sell you. Oh, you got to make $300,000 a year. Oh, you got to live in this neighborhood. Oh, you got to drive that car. Oh, you got to do this by this age and this time. And if you don't invest in this, no, no. A lot of that stuff is bullshit, man. If you're doing these little things right that I just listed, your mind is going to be so free. And you're going to be making decisions with so much intention and so much purpose, the other stuff is going to work itself out. If you do everything here listed to a T, mixed in with the only things that you need to do to make you happy, you're going to stay young and you're going to stay happy and you're going to live, hopefully, you know, God willing, obviously anything can happen, but a long healthy, productive life. Statistically speaking, that's the path you're going to be on. And it sounds pretty badass to me. And oftentimes it's not on the things that we're spending so much time stressing and worrying about and all the effort and energy we're putting into these things that aren't going to make the biggest difference. It's these little things right here. They're going to pay the biggest dividends for you in terms of happiness in the long run. So put these into play. Again, this original... um, little snippet came from uh, Jonathan Goodman over at uh, the PTDC. And uh, it's a great little piece, but uh, I wanted to share it because I thought it was important. So hopefully you guys got something out of it. If nothing else, gave you an easy listening on your commute. And if you're commuting too long to work, stop doing that shit because it sucks. Move closer or get a different job just to drive the point home. Uh, Short of that, if you guys are interested in our Sunday Advanced Metcon series, again, we are kicking this bad boy off here in about eight days from right now, it is June the 4th, 2021. You've got eight days left to register. We are happy to get you guys a little podcast discount code if it makes life easier. Again, this thing can be done from home. It will rip your face off in the best way possible. I mean, that's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. And if you're looking for something to kind of take your body physically and mentally to the next level in the summertime, this would be the thing for you. And as always, uh, thank you to our sponsor, Athletic Greens, athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott, a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order number one. If you guys want a free sample of Athletic Greens, hit me up. I'm happy to send it to you. It is the best tasting greens on the planet, and it's not even close. So again, if you guys want the greens or the podcast discount code, hit me up. I'm happy to share that with you. Otherwise, I hope you guys have an amazing Friday. I am tired. I'm hungry, but I'm going to jump into my own workout here because it's sunny. And I'm healthy, and I know it's going to help me stay young and be happy and live longer. So that's why I'm going to do it. And I urge you guys to do the same. If you've not worked out yet today, you guys still have time. Even doing 20 minutes of something is better than doing nothing at all. As always, everybody on YouTube, thank you for watching. I appreciate you. And again, if you guys want to hear anything from me or need something, hit me up. Um, 
And that's it. So appreciate you. Have an awesome Friday. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love, a people you enjoy, because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.